Raiders are free! It's time to conquer Earth! Alpha, leaders escape! Recruit a team of teenagers with attitudes! Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's Super Cocaine Fueled episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, which is the weekend one. This is Pilot Light, where we watch the first episode of a TV program and then we rag on it. My name's um, David Bulk, and uh, I'm here with my saber toothed dinosaur, Mighty Morphin, whatever. Let's fight some aliens, yeah? <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, my name's Sam, and. Unlike the Power Rangers, this podcast is only 40% new footage. <laughs> if we can dream of 40% new footage. Um, and I'm Joe, and transport to us five overbearing and over-emotional humans. Yes. <laughs> so, teenagers, Joe, or, or what? Like, I don't know, let's maybe... They, that wasn't the less. quote. It was humans. It wasn't the well, quote. there's three. There's three of them right here. I think definitely. Uh, <laughs> By the so. way, I would just uh, just just before we start, can I just say I'd like to think that somewhere someone like watched last week and was expecting this to be doing Modern Family. Just watched those <laughs> intros. It is now confused as fuck. Yeah, it's one of my favourite um, podcast editions of just like fucking just lying at the end of the episode about what we're doing next week. We really um, must stop. We've said so many times the wrong ah, thing. Ah, fuck and, it. Who cares? And no, I, I just I just like that somebody out there is dead confused right now. It's like, did I watch the wrong episode of Modern Family? How did I not get the first episode? Yeah, yeah. Is there a Power Rangers crossover? I'm confused. Ooh, um, so this week, we, we watched the 1993 episode of Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. The episode that started it all... Um, called Space Dumpster or something, something like that. Yeah, D- dumpster, uh, uh, dumpster babies. Uh, something in the dumpster. <laughs> this day of TV the dump- show, day of the dumpster, day, day, of, the of, the dumpster. day of the dumpster. Once again, like we have really like absolutely one hundred percent prepared for this for this podcast. Mm. Um, so this was a last minute um amendment to to the schedule. Um, because Sam suggested we watch it, and Joe and I are basically so spineless that we said, "You had no good argument against that at all, and nor could you, because this is this is like everything we want. This is everything we want. This is nostalgia, yes. Nineties, yes. Toys, yes. Mass, Trash. Mass, mass consumerism and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Everything we could ever want from a TV show, uh, and a little bit less, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But, so, so yeah, I mean, um, Sam, I'm going to delay your plot summary. I want to talk about just briefly because Joe and I certainly watched the Toys That Made Us episode of um, on Power Rangers. So we're like, you know, as as knowledgeable as we will ever be about Super Sentai and and the <laughs> consumerism wave that spawned this TV show of like, can I just say off the top, like the brilliance of like, hey guys, if we if we just reuse footage from this Japanese TV show, no no, I don't care if the cast are four foot shorter and different genders to our cast. Like, if we just use that footage for all the fight scenes all the expensive fight scenes, all the special effects scenes, we just reuse that. It's free. Like, we don't have to pay for it. And someone's like, genius. It's the renaming that gets me as well. Like, some of the names. Putty Patrollers. Putty Patrollers. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this, I think. Um, so, obviously, I say obviously, um, Power Rangers is kind of like spawned from a Japanese series called Super Sentai, which is kind of like a, like a semi-long-running Japanese 
tradition of TV shows where you have this kind of like, you know, um, this this is called Mighty Morphing Power Rangers, which is kind of like a morphing is kind of like the translation of what Super Sentai would do. They would kind of like morph into the superheroes. So it's not yeah, like it's morphosis. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like um, it's not like Batman. He's not putting on a mask, you know, and having a load of gadgets like they. It's more like Shazam. He says a word and he becomes somebody mm-hmm. else, and then they're, they're a superhero that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the actual, the actual, the, the one that you get from Mighty Morphin Power Ranger is actually a show called Zhu Ranger um, in Japan. That's the um, that's the name of the show that they use for this series. Anyway, wow. Um, so what what I enjoyed was this the the footage from this in, into the American version. It's like the sixteenth season or something. Like, it's so. <laughs> this is not even like they had a good idea, and then after a couple of seasons, thought, mm, we could translate this into into. They, they actually tried. It was actually tried to be bought over earlier than this. So the the first season was in nineteen ninety four. Was it ninety three? Apparently ninety three. Wasn't far off. Um, but Stan Lee actually tried to take it to Marvel um, in the early eighties, but um, none of the execs would pick it up. They all went, "No, this is stupid. Go away, Stan." Should've. But it is stupid. We should say that off the top. This is a stupid fucking show. Like, and obviously we grew up with it, but it's silly. If you look at like Western kids stuff, it's cartoons. It's like fairly, what's the word? Grounded. Like in Japan, you can have a silly show with like mo- mostly bad fight scenes and like ridiculous <laughs> puppet monsters, and it all be live mostly. action. And they, and the Japanese audience, they fucking love that because they've got this rich history of it in the West. We don't have that. We don't have like the silly factor. I think is what I would call it. Like, and goofy. that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying in like the the toys that made us because the first thing they tried to do was sell when they made so Bandai with the Japanese firm who made the toys in Japan for Power Rangers and they're these really big like morphing dinosaur robot type things and when they first made bandai america and tried to sell them in america they absolutely bombed because at that time like the american version of a robot was like the jetsons effectively so we've on a previous episode by the way but like the, the robot in the jetsons who's this like clumsy kind of kind of human quality kind of human sized sort of tin basically um and then for them being have, that you own and cleans yeah. your house hmm, yeah what's, um, what's whereas that, the japanese version of? The Japanese version's this huge, like, 30-foot-tall monster that can, like, shoot lasers out of its arm and costs $70. And I'm not joking. In the, and in we, the should 80s, say, we should say that, costs though, that $70. Like, the Japanese toys are really, like, look, like, really cool, really well-made, yeah. like, really well-engineered, like, decent toys. And obviously, the West, the European version of that especially is just trash. Like, it will fall apart in yeah. a week's time. But who in the 80s is affording a $70 or $80 toy? Well, we did. Um, it Rich reminded Japanese me. Japanese businessmen. That's it. Reminded me of our. Um, do you remember our Jingle All the Way episodes, Sam? Um, yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where it's all about like mass consumerism and like the Get toy. the doll. Exactly. Like that is all. Of, that that is a film you should go and watch if you if you maybe were born after the two thousand after the nineties or like you just aren't aware. Like people were fucking mad in the nineties for kids' toys. Like. Yeah, well, in in case in case you were born after the nineties, congratulations to you, and you don't know what Power Rangers is, you sado. I think uh, I think so, they know what Power Rangers is, Sam. They're still they're still yeah. going. Power Rangers but maybe, is still going. So, but but in in this show, this is a start. This is the beginning of it, and in this show, we get to see a team of teenagers with attitude, <laughs> who are recruited to save Angel Grove from the evil witch Rita Repulsa. 
I think uh, largely these are quite pleasant, well-rounded, like sober-looking teenagers. To be honest, I know. I mean, I'd buy lemonade off these kids. These seem like they, you I know, they wouldn't that. spike. Rita Repulsa, <laughs> I love it. Rita Repulsa, I know. I mean, it's 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 not. I don't think we really need to go super into the, you know, the the, the lore. And the we don't. We don't about. at all. But the basic premise is like. Rita Repulsa. Bad guys, kids fight the bad, bad guys. Guy. She has this cabal of like Flash Gordon esque um, like sidekicks, oh. who are all basically like men in really cheap plastic suits. Um, and then you have on the good side, you've got um, Zordon, who is head in a jar. Obviously, he's omnipotent. <laughs> he knows everything. Don't even worry about it. He's a head on a jar. He's there so that when this woman's invariably released. He can be like, me and my robot, we've got this. Um, we should delineate here, by the way, that basically the the um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like I so said, it's from Super Sentai, and it's kind of like, so this first episode especially is split into two parts. So we've got about half of it is footage that they filmed with the American kids, and about half of it is just reused and dubbed footage from Super Sentai. Like, so all the, well, stuff, with, all the stuff with the villains, Rita is a yeah. character from Super Sentai. Like, so all, the only bits that were filmed for this are, like, the scenes with the kids and the scenes with Zordon. Like, again, the kids yeah. are there. Well, you, know the, you know the enemies, though? You know what they reminded me of? It, it felt as though I was watching The Labyrinth again. Just, like, you know, from David Bowie. looked fresh out of The Labyrinth. Ooh. There's a weird movie we should watch, but I don't really want to. Like, don't look at it. Crazy. <laughs> your eyes. Don't look straight at Let's- it. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. This soup of 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 uh, TV production because this is like I I think this is probably the most distinctive thing about Power Rangers is, is that it's it's blending these two these two completely different um, styles of television into one and the the jagged edges that are left I think are just extraordinary. The the biggest example is probably the fight scenes, which which will we'll, we'll come to the kids in a minute. The fight scenes are so disruptive. They're so like they they move they they move in almost on a shot from sh- shot for shot basis. From like we're in we're in the California plains and now we're in a rocky out you know a, a rocky mountain top. There's a lot now, of rocky mountain tops. In now we're ranges. in a city. How did how did we get here? And then we're back to the mountain top. And then we're back in the plains. They, they make like a comment about it as well when they like change to a city and they're like, oh, we're in a new environment look or something like that. It's like, and basically what? the production says, don't worry about it. Kids do not care about continuity of things like we were in the and ocean five minutes we... ago. Didn't. And we didn't and we didn't no, no one um, gave a shit and that's what's so amazing about this i because i i actually remember as a kid not being able to watch this because it was um it was too violent and kind of like reasonable you know like reasonable enough it's there's quite a lot of fighting i i do let callum watch it but i kind of stagger him a little bit i'm like you can watch a couple episodes because after that it just feels like but well he hasn't because, yet got a little brother to beat the shit out of sam so look out for that, that is true but and and I suppose I asked my mum about this because we were, we were talking to her about parent, you know what, what Callum was watching, and she was like, you know what, Sam? Mostly, I just couldn't stand it. I just couldn't stand to watch it because it was so shit. Good call. And I'm totally with her right now yeah. because I'm like, th- this TV show in 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 extended periods, you know, I feel like I'm going to have some kind of seizure, and not just the flashing lights, just because of the sheer gravity <laughs> of the ill production. Like it just yeah. looks utter crap 
<laughs> which well, the biggest thing for that is like i said we've got these we've got footage from you know an older japanese tv show and we've got footage that they shot intentionally now somehow super sentai footage looks 10 million times worse than the native footage <laughs> and i'm like i just don't understand how this long running japanese tv show looks even worse than this footage that we know and we'll get into this in a minute they spent about four dollars on the american footage shot um, on degraded film exactly but, uh, it looks just, like it's like they took this film and they stored it at the bottom of a canal for five years and then they and then <laughs> they brought it back and like just put it in this episode it's really shocking um yeah but i think yeah. from having like looked around at super sentai stuff it's like that's the aesthetic that they kind of like that's what japanese tv looked like in the 90s more you know mm. less so than so you've got this um i said earlier like this is basically what if saved by the bell was superheroes <laughs> yeah like it really Funnily is enough, that level. one of the one of the actresses in this the, the one that's the pink power ranger actually appeared in saved by the bell the new class so there you go there's a link for you oh there we go there we go there nice we go. little connection that that the, the beginning of this episode i think is like it tracks as a 90s tv show number one everyone is wearing like just just a single color you know they've got these single color t-shirts on it's just well like, sam i'm not i'm not well hold on i'm not even talking about the main cast i'm talking about everyone there's just it's it's dripping with 90s this and it is it's extraordinary how like you can pinpoint it almost to the year like, yeah. when this is but i was gonna say what's interesting sam and not necessarily like the cast or anything but um i i tried to find some of the un- footage from the unaired pilots so they made, I think, two um, pilots before this that were basically the same. I think the plot was essentially the same. Like a couple of scenes were different. Um, we talked before. Uh, we talk a lot about like unaired pilots. So the first one was very, very, very cheap, and I think quite short, four or five minutes long. And that was basically like the the network. That was what they shopped around. And I think Sabon shopped around for quite a long time and didn't really get anywhere. Um, the second one, a bit higher production values. It was a full 20 minutes. And the big difference between that and the one we saw is that uh, the actress for the Yellow Ranger is different. So they recast somebody. Um, the plot, mm. I think, is mostly the same. I watched some of it and it looks like it was made in the 80s. All the characters are dressed like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, it looks very <laughs> like 1989. As opposed to this episode, which I agree looks really like rooted in the early 90s. Um, so I just thought I'd point that out that like this so easily could have been like a real late eighties show, but just just late enough. We, we should explain who Saban is. So Saban is Haim Saban. Um, he is the man who purchased the rights to show um, Sentai um, outside of Asia, basically. Um, so he's the reason it came over to America. He spent eight years after this getting guy, the rights. This guy's a he genius, said, Joe, because he got the rights. He didn't. He outsourced making the toys. He outsourced making the TV show. Um, like he essentially bought the rights it, and then and then took to people, him, it, had it made, yeah. and has made billions of dollars. Well, no, let's middle, middle. But, but, but actually, he it took him eight years to find somebody who wanted it. So the executive or, uh, that was responsible that Stan Lee went to um, at Marvel when he found this, um, funnily enough, was actually at Fox Family by the time Haim Saban. 
Got it. Is so this Margaret Loesch? Margaret Loesch, yes. who we talked about before on our Spider-Man, Spider-Man. episode. She's the one who, who took down Avi Arad in, yeah. uh, with so the Spider-Man. She, one, she'd yeah. loved it when Stan Lee had it, so she took it to Fox and agreed to purchase the rights to it. Fox came back to her and went, you are fucking mental, what are you doing? This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but they agreed to give her like a budget for a 20-minute show, but then nobody would actually play it. So what they actually had to do was have like a test, effectively. Um, and they got a group of kids, sat them in a theatre with like a... Um, a a, a thing they could turn to say right if you like it left if you don't played the episode and everybody put it to the right every single kid absolutely loved it so yeah. then they decided to run with it but, but you're, you're in touch on an interesting, an interesting point there Joe in terms of like the really weird like singular and we talked about singular production of this TV show so Fox like I think this show predates predates Fox Kids like the cable channel it, it does yeah so um, it was so um, at the time Basically, Fox would buy like um, slots. slots from like local networks in America, yeah. and then they would use so like they would buy two hours in the evening or two hours in the morning from you know Wisconsin Network TV, yeah. and that would then be the Fox Kids Hour or whatever. Um, and they did later on get their own cable channel, but initially, basically, all of these local stations were like, "No, we're not showing this like weird, violent, silly, like Japanese t- like inspired TV show on our channels." And who can blame so, them? So, for the first time, seemingly ever, like Loesch and then and Fox Kids like had to cut the affiliates in on the merchandising profits. Wow. So, like, she basically had to say, "Listen, this TV show is about selling toys. It's going to sell all the fucking toys." This is what Bandai have done in Japan. Trust me, it's going to be huge. Like, you can have a percentage of the merchandising, but please show it. Because obviously, the local affiliates, they would sell the, sell the space to Fox, but then they would be like, um, we're not showing this. Like, we don't want to show this to our audiences. This Which is I find, trash. This is trash. Like, oh. the economics of television have changed so much that, like, that is just quite insane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it shows the kind of nascent period as well in the 90s, you know, when Fox was just starting out. There was lots of different um, kind of new opportunities and, and like paving the way that 90s other, other interesting thing with Bandai America as well, actually, who made making the toys prior to this, um, they were like quite minor player. You know, you have Hasbro and things like that who were the big players. They had things like... Um, um, they, they had all the main kind of toys like He-Man, He-Man and stuff like that, Transformers, which is kind of the other big competitor for this. The the, the biggest seller for um, Bandai America prior to this was Sidewalk Chalk, literally chalk for like colouring <laughs> Sidewalk. Chalk. Yeah, and then um, they you, went. They, you they kind, of, you kind of buried the lead there, it. Joe, by saying that was interesting. <laughs> Chalk it was interesting. interesting. No, but it's interesting. Well, we went from yeah. that. It is interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. within a year of this show, <laughs> within a year of this show airing, the um, the Power Rangers were the best-selling toy, and it was it was over a billion pound, a billion dollars in the first year um, alone. So they outsold Transformers, He Man, everything. Fuck you! Because they'll buy it again. They did. about the production of this. So Super Sentai, the way they made the TV show was they sat down with Bandai. And they designed the toys. And then they figured out how to put those toys in the TV program. Rather than like Transformers or whoever, you know, Transformers may be a bad example. Rather than almost anyone else who would like have a thing and then they would make a toy from that. 
the it's kind of opposite it's inverse from <laughs> super sentai where like bandai controlled everything they said right these are the these are the robots that you're going to have in the, the upcoming season this is what the characters are going to look like and they would go great wonderful we'll, well use that the, the molds of the molds were all from the japanese factories yeah the writing on the back of the toys was japanese so we can't stress enough there. we can't stress enough how much like how little work the 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 American arm of this of this production and did, and that's why the names are so bad because they they, they got given these toys and they're like, well, we can't call them what the, the the version Japanese version is, so we have to give them up with the name. So they're like, shit, we're not very good with naming things. Quickly, 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 come up with something. Um, and it's how they ended up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and um, Zords, the Zords, because it sounds like sword and dinosaur. Basically, let's let's get into this episode a bit. Let's get into this episode a bit and 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 talk about. Like I think we can get we we can talk about how they represent these toys, especially later on when we get the transformation. We can talk about some of the toys that maybe we had because I think this is you know like I remember having these. I the flip head one was great. I wanted the flip head one, didn't get it. Oh, devastating, Joe. That's why. Can I just say though, we're all too poor to have ever had a Zord though, right? No, I never had a Zord. Never even saw one. Mitch had one of the flip head toys and I broke it, so that's my claim to fame. That's Let's get into these fresh faced kids, though. Let's get into these fresh faced kids because this is where, like, this is your, this is your, um, an- audience analog. Kids TV loves an audience analog. We want someone we can go. I'm just like, I'm just like the the Yellow Ranger, Super like, Zod Ranger so powered. As him. as usual, step one is hire a bunch of twenty five year olds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who looks so old? Billy, the the Blue Ranger, looks is, is that the so one with the glasses. That, he looks forty five yeah, he years is, old. He, yeah, he's like at least five or ten years older yeah. than the rest of them because he's just he's just like my god. Yeah, you know he he was born in the seventies and most of them were most uh, of them were. Sorry, I think sixty nine. I think yeah, um, yeah. But like, so we, it's just crazy. We meet our main cast and we kind of like introduced to. Um, I don't even know if they give us a city name or whatever, but like. We, as usual, Angel City, isn't it? Angel City, Angle City, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Um, the, so we're introduced the kid, to these te- teenagers the, and the hangout, which is like every teen show has like a hangout and they go and it's a gym and they're yeah. doing karate lessons. We meet milkshakes, we meet on the beams and yeah. That we're gonna just gonna use colours here. We meet the Red Ranger, um, <laughs> who's like the leader. He's like the you know he's the biggest Power Ranger. He is the largest. Why does he not simply eat the smaller Power Rangers? Eat the others. Um, <laughs> so you got the Red Power Ranger. He's teaching this karate lesson. We've got the Black Ranger, who, funnily enough, is a black guy. Um, well oh. done, 1993 America. <laughs> oh, I'm not worse. fucking done yet. Yeah. It gets worse. Um, we've got the Blue Ranger, who we talked about. It's Billy. He's got the glasses. Who's um, played by I a Smurf. How racist can you get? <laughs> I always liked I always liked Billy the best because he had these really nerdy glasses and I think he's left-handed as well. So when I was a kid, I really liked the Blue Ranger. God, the left-handed are so impressed. They see someone on television, they're like, I relate to him, he's one of us. The barest thing. Um, and like he's a bit you and your terrible handwriting, and he's not very like um, physical. Yeah, he's not like the rest. He's not like the rest, is he? He's, he's just learning he's, karate. He's the nerd. Well, we we see him struggling with the karate. The Red Rangers looking really cool. All of these actors are like I think come from either dance or martial arts or kind of you know, yeah, physical yeah. acting, and you can tell like the Red Ranger is fucking the, good at this. Um, he can do spin kicks, he can well, high kicks. The, the Black Ranger actually owns three karate schools now, so he teaches karate. So he's great. Like they, they and he can dance. By the way, my god, he can dance. 
they, 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 they all they're all dead f- <laughs> yeah jesus Joe. they're all dead physical the the pink ranger again she's like um she's got kind of uh she on the bar she's a gym it's like really good really gymnastics. good balance yeah. on her, um, on the she's, beam, she's, she's gymnastics got, she's really good at gymnastics she's also by the way like the most bland um stereotypical uh like visualization uh, of a of a of a valley girl in the 90s like she's just yeah. and that's yeah. she talks as far she talks as about like extends. the she talks about the Power Ranger helmet, like messing up her hair and stuff like that. Do you want to hear she? some fun trivia, by the way? Is that uh, just before we get on to the rest? So her character, mm. I was reading about this. Uh, I spent all day just reading about the Power Rangers. Uh, later on in the series, um, <laughs> there's a body swap episode where she swaps bodies with Billy. And when she they return to their own bodies, she's cleverer. So she gets to be a bit of a nerd later on because she swapped bodies with Billy and like become a nerd from that. And there's something else where she like learns to be some other facet, but again, it's through some like alien magic, not through any any fault of her own. Um, a woman could never learn things without alien intervention. Surely that's what my exactly. Is so us. rounding out the cast, we have uh, the Yellow Ranger, who again, stereotypically, like you know, is played by an Asian woman. Um, so when you saying it took them until when was it 2010 or something to realize that this was an issue? No, something something like they they made 10 episodes of it and then somebody on the production was like, "Hey, why is the uh, where's the black guy, the black ranger and the, the Asian girls the yellow ranger?" and they were like, "Um it's 1993 and uh, racism yep. is endemic." She <laughs> she was she was born in um in uh, then South Vietnam. Mhm. And this actor actor was um, like, Thoi Trang, by the way, we should say. Yeah, yeah. Who's sadly? I think she died. She died in 2001 away, in a car crash, uh, car which crash. is pretty unfortunate. Yeah. Which is very sad. But yeah, like I, I, so I never, I never noticed this as a kid, obviously, because you know, <laughs> I, I noticed it within lit- 30 seconds. So I watched the Toys That Made Us episode before I watched the actual episode. No, of but as a child, as a, as a child, I didn't. But when I watched it back, within 30 seconds of Toys That Made Us playing, and they showed clips of the show, I was like. But mm, that is one thing we should say. Like, yes, it's important to mention it, but I, I don't think it's. I don't think that necessarily comes from any like, um, what's the word? Uh, I don't think that the Asian character is 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 the Yellow Ranger because of racism. I think it's just no, well, like in the super. Hear me out here. Hear me out here, Sam. I'm going somewhere. Um, because in the Super Sentai, there's a Yellow Ranger. And like in the initial unaired pilot of this, it's a white girl playing this character, and they basically decided that the Yellow Ranger and the Pink Ranger were going to be the women characters. Despite the fact, <laughs> we should add by the way, that there's only one female character in Super Sentai. So all the fight footage, um, the Yellow so, Ranger turns into a man for all the fight scenes. But can I can I just point out that like how much how difficult would it be them to go? That's a bit of an issue. Why don't we make the Asian woman the Pink Ranger? Right. So what you're saying is number one, it's actually sexism is the thing because <laughs> yellow and pink are girly colours. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And number two number two, I think it is I, I think, think it is, is like a very yeah. brain dead maybe nobody yeah, thought about not it. Intentional. They definitely thought yeah. hold on, they definitely thought about it with the Black Ranger. They definitely yeah. thought about it. Now there's nothing necessarily wrong with like you know, uh, that maybe there's like an identity thing, but I'm sure there were no decision makers involved in this who we're thinking about it in that no. sense. So I just think it's just nineties stupidity, <laughs> and 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 actually, I bet you it had. I bet you it had a, quite a detrimental impact on 
like black kids growing up who wanted to be the Red Ranger because he's the leader and he's the coolest one. And in their group or when they were buying toys, they weren't allowed to be because they had to be the Black Ranger or whatever else. Like, I'm sure that that happened. So, you know what? Fuck you, fucking Power Rangers. Yeah. Perpetuating more of this shit. But there we go. It's the 90s. It's rife, so. with, it's rife with problems. Um, and none of us obviously noticed as no, kids. Oh, of course, so, of course yeah. because like no. we all grew up in, like I sh- we should say, incredibly white areas of an incredibly white country. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. so we talked about the Power Rangers. So the the Pink Ranger is the only like female Power Ranger when they're like suited up, uh, wearing a skirt, which is odd. And like again, like serves to make it, make it like oh, so she's just like the token oh, I didn't even girl. Notice that she's got a skirt. She's on. got a skirt on. Her outfit. Like I think do think they changed that later on. In but, in, like, in the in the in and that's the, from the uh, Super Sentai footage, by the way. Yeah. Like, from, her Power from Ranger, Ranger has a skirt on it. Yeah, the, the G-Ranger footage, they have, like, capes on. The, all of them have, like, a little cape of some sort on them. Um, she has a cape for her waist. But in, <laughs> well, in Power Rangers, she's the only one that has a cape of a yeah, skirt. Yeah. For her skirt. waist. She's got a skirt, yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, is just what it is. So um, <laughs> Entirely pointless. Our... Entirely pointless skirt as well. And also, tactically, like, you could grab that really easily and then you've got, you know, you like, the hot. Go with your super tight suits like everyone else has. I want. I want to see them all again. Sam, being though, able it's to difficult fight to, It's difficult to assess, like, because obviously there was no production decision that said, right, the Pink Ranger, she's going to have a skirt on, because they just took this, like you said, Joe. It was inspired by um, that other show, but Super Sentai, the series, is what this footage is that they're using. Um, which was like mm-hmm. had aired in Japan a couple of years previously, so it's not the original stuff that Saban watched and got the rights for. It like it, retroactively he had the rights because he'd gotten the rights, but this is later stuff. So she has a skirt in that, so therefore she has to have a skirt in the Western footage, or it doesn't make any sense. Not that any of it makes any sense. Yeah. Let Let's talk about Rita because this is, I think, this is where everything just gets scarily close to falling apart. She's in the moon with a, and she never really leaves the moon until I think later on in the series when when she does to you know, uh, with footage that they actually shot especially for this, which is, well, imagine that, imagine how much money it must be making to get that four dollars fifty. Looking... <laughs> well, like we said, Sam, like so, they well, couldn't have them in the same place because they're using archive footage basically, so they couldn't have the baddies yeah, interact yeah, exactly. with our our actors because put her on the we've moon. already fucking got the footage the of her. And then you only show shots of her speaking from behind, and then you have maybe three seconds where she can actually see her face, uh, you know, her lips moving, uh, which it's completely un- incomprehensible, you know. Like, and it's this just voiceover going, ah. is bad. Voice work for a it's, lot of the baddies is obviously because they have to dub it. I think it. the term is broad. I think it's a broad. But it's <laughs> it's like, a broad performance. Like you said, Sam, with the latest series, they did have. Um, there was communication obviously between Super Sentai and this and like they had they would have the um, the baddies they would say the English lines phonetically and then and then they, it makes yeah. it easier for them to dub it in because the mouth movements are right whereas obviously in this episode they'd be closer do you know what I mean like in this episode these are Japanese actors speaking Japanese to one another and like, and they're just dubbing English over it. It's like that really, it's like that tropey sort of like sixties like a karate movie where you know I will defeat you. I have the power. 
you know, and there's like yeah, 10 just, minutes just, of just mouth music. What it, what it actually became was, you know, those like really cheap adverts where they do voiceovers and you have the actor like saying the lines, but then they do over it. That's what it becomes afterwards. Yeah, you've got a German version yeah. of, of whatever bleach yeah. they're trying to but sell. But the, yeah. the voice work for Rita isn't even good. Like, it, no, it's even, not. even if you no. close your eyes, it still sounds bad. I get a real Masters of the Universe feel from all of her, like, hench gargoyles or whatever they are. Like, all of that thing. It's just the costume putty design. Putty patrollers, Sam. Don't forget the putty patrollers. Sorry. All of that is just, it just, you know, that real, like, it's very stylized. It's very cheap and nasty, but at the same time, very intricate as well. Like there's obviously a lot of work to get some of these costumes going, but you can you can almost see all of the lines there. You can see it's a person in a suit. You know, mm-hmm. with with it just it just looks it just looks extremely nav. It goes to the low budget stuff, which comes from Japan, but also you know they didn't pump any more money into this, um, which is especially uh, uh, kind of. Uh, shown with the pittance that they paid the American actors, I saw a figure of like six hundred dollars uh, a week in LA. Is is a fig in LA in the nineties? Is a figure that I saw. It was non-union, which means that they couldn't. Steven Spielberg you know, they weren't going to get the rates. Uh, yeah, the non-union <laughs> space uh, Power Rangers. Covered. <laughs> they they had um, the, 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 there was lots of stuff about safety as well later on there were people like set on fire and stuffed in the whole thing was a total exploitation of these teenagers who by the way set up this billion dollar business (laughs) had you know toys of of their likeness sold everywhere these kids and these remaining adults zero royalties nothing absolutely nothing which you know we talked about the genius of um saban but fuck you, capitalist pig! Like, pay your workers, pay these actors who you were would think as well. Going out like, there it would in have the helped heat. keep these guys around because I think most of the cast stayed around for three seasons ish, or two or three seasons. Two, two, two seasons, and some yeah. of them stayed. For three a third. of them left. Three of them left. Um, I think. Some of them um, stayed, but like, and then basically we are in like we again we copy the Japanese formula where. They cycle the cast every year, and they change. Do you know what I mean? And they, they, they introduce they just, a couple of more rangers as well. So you get a green ranger who then oh, turns the green evil. ranger was so mysterious and cool when we were. And kids. then he get then he turns and then, evil, and as then well. he changes into the white ranger. He starts mm-hmm. off evil, Joe. He starts off evil when he comes in. He's the green ranger, and he's evil, and we fight the green ranger, and like we don't know what's going on. Then when he's introduced to us as Tommy, the just another white guy, obviously. Um, and he kind of becomes the leader. And then, for unknown reasons, due to the fact that it's a storyline in the Japanese version but not in the American version, he just becomes the White Ranger. Um, because, essentially, in the in the Japanese version, there's a storyline where, for, for some reason, he changes colours. Uh, but, like, they, didn't ha- they hadn't set that up in the US version, so he just changes colour one day. And he's the, now the White Ranger. And, like, okay. Don't question it. It's, yeah. um, it's, so I mean it's, we're not going to stick on the plot too much here but the one bit I do want to like talk about is how so you've got Rita on the moon who decides that her thing is to destroy the nearest planet apparently um, that's her thing she's just what she does so she's very clear floating, about it Joe when she emerges floating, from her dumpster she's like oh I'm going to destroy the nearest planet because that's my thing when I escape from prison <laughs> yeah. this floating <laughs> this floating head guy um, and Zordon. the robot 
yeah, and this robot decide that they need to do something about it, and that's where my quote comes in. He 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 literally says to her, um, to transport to his five overbearing and over emotional humans, um, and the robot goes, "Oh no, not teenagers!" Um, and then this is randomly this is like randomly picks five teenagers. It just happens to be these five God. teenagers from nowhere. This is the basis of a TV show. Like this is everything comes down to this moment, and and. And, and because it's kids TV, it doesn't really matter. Like, no. j- just get to the money. Get and it, it does. To the power From ranges. this point, it goes at like a thousand miles an hour when you're there. All of a sudden, they're in the yeah. Zord and Megazord, Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, this is amazing. The bit, the bit where they all travel, you can see these blurs <laughs> flying through the air. Like that scene throughout, because we've watched about six, seven of these episodes by, by now. That little scene look, which is used two or three times an episode, it does. <laughs> Does the most enormous can I, can amount I, can of Can I just lifting. say, when you're saying we, he's talking like, about him and his son, not me, Dave and Sam. I yeah, I was going to say, we haven't sat down and watched six episodes <laughs> of this. God, you guys have the lowest standards of television of anyone I've ever met, so what, you'll be there, of suits is your wife on? Uh, uh, it doesn't count anywhere near to all the fucking X-Files you guys watch. my God. X-Files is good but TV, anyway, just not the episodes with aliens. Sure. So, but but this this flying this this bit where they're flying to the air, it's just it, everything pins on that moment because how do we get them to the next fight scene? There we go, no problem. How do we get them back? There's one bit. There's one bit. I think in the third episode where they they're in the middle of a fight, in the middle of a fight, <laughs> and the Zordon says, uh, "Get them back," and and right, and they've got their suits on. Like, what is it? I just want to give you these new weapons. And there we go. But do, that's do, the thing, do, like, in, this, in the first you know what, fight... And then just sends them back in. Do you know what that in. is, Sam? Do you know what that is? Is they only had so much footage of them fighting and then they had new weapons. Yeah. It's like, right, we need a scene where they've got these new weapons. Exactly. But exactly. The, the thing is, in the first and there, fight, And there was though, no cheaper way of doing it. In the first fight, they just no, know about they, these weapons. Like, there's nothing... So, to begin with, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not having this. They walk off. They get attacked by some putty patrollers. So, they start fighting them, realise that they need to actually be Power Rangers. So, they power up. And then, within 20 seconds of powering up, they realise they're not powerful enough because Rita from the moon fires her magic wand and makes her one of her ugly guys massive. Um, <laughs> so they realise oh, they, uh, they need the Megazord, so they become a Megazord. That's not enough. So they then go super-duper Megazordy Zord, and then that's not enough. So not only do they then, because he has a sword, so they have to go and get a sword, so they know to like grab a power sword. And all of the time, they know how to do these things without being told. And they're like, oh, this is so natural to me now. It's like breathing. It's amazing. It's you know what I always wondered insane. as a kid? How were they how were they controlling the Megazord thing? Because <laughs> because you all you see them Don't doing is hold this the, the Red Ranger's got one joystick, one. And he's sitting there holding this joystick, just moving it around. Like I always wondered how how are they like yeah. moving so What are the other guys there? doing? How the what, how, what are the other guys actually doing? If he's got the joystick, what are they there for? Well here's a question, it's, it's, right? It reminds hold on, hold on. It reminds me of the bridge on Star Trek. Like basically there's there's a new horror at the back who's just sitting there telling them what the computer's saying. There's Chekhov. I mean who the what the fuck's Chekhov doing? Like no one knows. And and uh, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, God damn this TV show's rolling me up. 
Um, and that's pretty much the yeah. end of the episode, isn't it? That's pretty much like the end of pretty it. Pretty much. So. We do get, like, um, like we talked about the Zords. Now, we never really get, like, we've got the Sabretooth Zord and the Tyrannosaurus Zord... Tyrannosaurus? Anyway. There's like a mammoth. There's like a mammoth. Well. There's a mammoth. The, the, yeah, the um, pterodactyl Zord. We've got all these dinosaur Zords. And dinosaurs, dinosaurs are cool, cool, by the way. We've got all these Zords. But all we get is the same stock footage of these Zords like racing through deserts. <laughs> the, every time. The same stock footage. And then and then they say. form together into the Megazord. We never get like individual Zords. It, it looks awesome. Awesome. It does. It looks awesome when when the especially the the saber tooth tiger one is like bounding along and there's like some obviously some miniature and they're blowing a little bit of dust up there. Those it toys, those amazing. toys, by the way, those robot toys that you could like transform and things. Because you could build yeah, you one. Could. You? you had to buy. Yeah. You had to buy. Did you have to buy them? All? Yeah, because what they actually then worth. did is like at the end when they had new seasons, effectively the old Megazord could then fasten onto the new Zord from the new season. So you'd have like Zord within a Zord within a Zord. So it's like Zordception. Um, wow! I never had so any of these toys because much. they were too expensive. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, didn't, I didn't even have the flip doll. Yeah. Um, before we get onto the toys we had, Sam, because I know that's what you were going to say. Um, I just want to mention about like. Just in case we haven't underlined exactly how cheap this episode of television was, um, <laughs> we they even reused footage that they shot for a different episode in this first episode. So um, if you're eagle-eyed viewers, we'll be able to tell that in the scene with the karate, and we haven't mentioned um, Bulk and Skull, the two comic relief characters, who, by oh. the way... I think they're in all seven seasons of the original, like, Power Rangers. I think they are the only characters that are in all of it, like, regardless. Um, And they're kind of just, like, the local idiots who are... And we get some lovely, like, um, vaudevillian sound effects as they fall over and, like, do pratfalls and stuff. Anyway, in this scene, which is, like, before they've been teleported by um, Zordon? Zordon? Um, Zordon. Um, Who cares? they They have Power Ranger communicators on. All five of them have got Power Ranger communicators on in that scene <laughs> because it's on. footage that they shot. And the pa- we don't even get the Power Ranger communicators in this episode. It's episode two Ooh. or three. Um, they shot this for a different episode. And basically the censors said whatever they had shot was too violent and like you can't use it. So they were like, right, well, we'll just use that footage we've shot for something else and we'll figure that out later. So they even reuse their own footage to not have to shoot new footage. It's quite mad. Amazing, amazing. One more thing, one more thing, and I, I think we all should maybe talk about the, like the cultural impact of this as well. But we mentioned the staff, the the the, the, the cast leaving. In terms of reusing footage, there's a there's an episode. I think it's in the end of episode two. It's a two parter, and they. I think the staff left. The, the 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 three of them left in the middle of this two part episode. So there's, I think. Um, uh, I'm just sorry. I'm just looking now. So basically. They they left the show over contract disputes and to disguise it they used a combination of body doubles, voice doubles, stock footage, and previous footage of the Power Rangers TV show they'd already shot. So you think about the inception levels of like reuse of footage here. You know, we just layer upon layer upon layer in the middle of a two-part episode where they had to just like go back to you know uh, uh, one of the the Yellow Ranger nodding <laughs> when the, and you know. Even there's a clock behind it that keeps changing, <laughs> like in The Simpsons. Like, just 
to, to the, the the extent that, to which they were willing to make this as cheap as possible, mm. despite well, there's there's a rich tradition of that. Of Sam. Being... Um, in Doctor Who, the original Doctor Who in the sixties and the seventies, there's a similar thing where over a contract dispute, the current Doctor quit, wouldn't film the last episode. So what they did was they got the new guy and they put him in a blonde wig, and they just shot they just shot it with that. Well, there's a big element of it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's SDTV. So, there's no, like, VHS. A couple of, a couple of like, interesting early. things with this, actually. So we talked about how Fox wasn't set up when this was released. Um, the reason for them setting up Fox Family Network initially was almost specifically because of this show, because they wanted more time for it. Mm-hmm. So it was set up, and uh, Saban and Murdoch were 50-50 owners um, of of the, the, the of the show. Um, they eventually sold it to Disney in the early 2000s, um, who managed yes. to make a massive, massive cock-up of it, um, and it basically went massively downhill. Nobody was interested. They tried to sell it again in 2010. Nobody was interested, apart from Haim Saban, who had regretted selling it back in the early 2000s. He thought he, he wished that they'd held on to the rights to Power Rangers, so he bought it back at like a fraction of the cost he'd sold it for. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like a thing Disney would be into. You know, like there's no way that they're going to Do you know what Disney's into, into though, Sam? Money. Disney's into money. Money. Marketing. <laughs> toys. Talk about the toys. So the toys I had, I had the flip head toy, which I, we didn't have lots of them. We only had maybe one or two um, where you could, in inside is like, along his shoulders was like a little, a little flippy thing and you could ch- change him from the... Human the, head uh, to the power, the power ranger head, wasn't it? Human head to the power ranger There was a button on the was front, wasn't so there? You just pressed the chest effectively and it just went... Helmet yes. optional. That was um, so I, want, cool. I wanted one so badly. My cousin had one. Um, and that's the we one had I two, brought. I think. Uh, we, had a, we had a green ranger one and a black ranger one, I think. Um, yeah. And I think one of them was so old and worn that you couldn't really see anything on it. It was like basically a piece of blank plastic. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I remember really wanting the the, the Megazords. I wanted one of the robots, um, but obviously, you know, I didn't have money at that point. Um, I don't know if we ever had them. I, I'm not sure. I can't really remember. I remember maybe if, if your dad's piece, watching, maybe um, he can fill us in with that piece of information. I think actually, yeah, he he's probably still genuinely without exaggeration. He's probably still got your dad is going to lose points somewhere. if he didn't buy you a Zord. You know, in my mind, <laughs> yeah. If they, you're in, yeah, if you're there, we expect you to tell us. If not, where the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll be in touch. I'll ask him. I'll ask him about this. But the, the the toy mania of this was just was just crazy, wasn't it? And I think it really goes to the the kind of backlash probably from from parents as well because number one, the toys, mummy, mummy, buy me the bone storm. <laughs> number two, the number two, the violence in this as well, which was. Kind of like there was quite a big reaction against this because pretty it is violent. Yeah. it is pretty violent. It's pretty violent, and for the nineties, it's you know quite quite seriously. I think there were uh, it was pulled off off some some channels in in um, New Zealand and I think Canada as well. Like and this is this is before it really gets. I think maybe the next one along was where um, you know they went even crazier. It's all the fighting More scenes, and like I can understand aggressive. it because me and my brothers and sisters were constantly kicking each other and like punching each other, and like we're pl- oh we're playing Power Rangers. Oh, Tim's bleeding from the face. Can you not not do that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I also spoke to my mum about this. I asked her, Master, no, and ah. she said the same thing. She said, um, she said she learned by the time we were like five or six years old to just not watch the TV if, if there was a kids program on because it was just like, oh, God, why is this? <laughs> 
I think Pokemon was yeah, the one that did that, to be fair, but we certainly watched a lot of this as well. Got to catch them all. Mm-hmm. Got to buy them all. That's what we got to do. Just like these. Power well, even Rangers. just the Power Rangers, it was the the, the enemies as well. You had to buy the you know, um, you had to buy Rita and her crew of motley enemies. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the I don't know. I mean, my my son has ungodly amounts of toys, and. <laughs> I don't know if the clamour. I don't know if it's because maybe there isn't as as I kind of you know the monoculture of of kids TV is not quite as strong now, but it doesn't feel as intense, you know. And and mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe I think it's gone away from toys more to digital as well. Is part of it as well, you know, like there's the move away true. from physical yeah. actual toys. And I also think kind of I'm the looking... internet has taken the steam out of that a lot, where. Mm-hmm. You can buy, you know, if you want an Iron Man toy, you don't have to go and buy the Disney Marvel produced, you know, very well made, like official toy from Toys R Us. You don't have to queue on a fucking week before Christmas to buy it for your kid. You can go on the internet and get a cheap, tight, you know, Taiwanese knockoff that will cost you a fraction of the price and, you know, be delivered to your door. And I think that's changed it more than anything else is that there's a lot less money in like licensing you know, big, expensive toys because it's so difficult to police counterfeits and so easy to get hold of yeah, them, I, I should say, you know? I, I still think it's there, but I, I think, yeah, you're right. There's there's certainly... it's It feels maybe because of the spread of media as well that we're not quite... I mean, Paw Patrol is one example that we've just got rid of loads of Paw Patrol stuff because he's not really playing with it anymore. And and you, you are like, good Lord, you know, the amount of plastic and... Tad. we've sent it off to other people to enjoy you know rather than uh, but there we go that's I, the, I really that's like all my Paw Patrol toys they're so really fun to play with good 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 pop. The, the, the Paw Patroller it's an amazing toy huge thing I can see it right down there I'm in my son's toy room <laughs> full of all these plastic crap great insulative <laughs> properties though that's why it sounds so good <laughs> yes good it's nice deep vocals from the uh, from the door of the Explorer <laughs> stuff over there um, I so think we're um, much, Power Rangers yeah yeah I feel like I'm actually it's quite an intense 49 minutes of, of broadcasting because of just I feel like very intense you know, um, the, the, we have mentioned really Power Rangers um, and we do, often don't I think um, if you're listening to the podcast feed of this you'll have heard the music the intro theme um, as we came in um, and I'm hoping Sam will maybe put some pepper some of the, the sound effects throughout especially the uh Bulking skull like, um, like, bring. What about the what about the, the like putty patrollers as well? The the, the yeah. noise that they make is like a um, basically. Like, <laughs> the sounds for this are insane. Obviously, like the the opening theme for one was like, wow, I'm having flashbacks to being a child. <laughs> um, the bit, the bit when it's when it's oh my god, when it's transforming into the mega one. You know, like the guitar is going fucking mad, and the whole thing is just. Is like dripping with acid, you know. The hot, it's just, it's just the hardest. And you think, again, you think about it from a from a boomer parent who <laughs> sat down with her physical newspaper, you know, in the morning, and there's like this this aggressive. Your kids are having seizures on the floor from all the flashing, <laughs> like that. It's it's really quite it's really quite um, 
Singular. It's hardcore. Uh, it's just uh, something else on the <laughs> interesting on the toys show. actually. So we said that they used Bandai toys. Something that they had to do was like change some of them because with the with, with the dagger, for example, um, the safety rules in America are so much more stringent, or were so much more stringent than they were in Japan. So the weapon in Japan wouldn't have passed the American safety controls because it was too sharp. So they actually had to like change um, the the cast for it so that the, that it was like blunter, it made of rubber based, safer. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Japanese version was actually quite sharp um, because they didn't have the same rules. Um, so damn Japan, you're yeah. going for it. Yeah. Going for it. Um, but yeah. we've gone long on this, so let's get the fudge out of here. Um, and as usual, we are mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs>